everybody, and welcome to the fifth episode of Reboot Already Underway. Uh, today I'm joined by Aaron Hahn. Hello, Aaron. Hello. Hello. Uh, David's not with us tonight, unfortunately. He will be back next week, though, so i uh, look forward to that. Um, but we're going to push on. We're going to talk a lot about uh, some upcoming movies. There's a Pixar movie coming out next week. Did you know that, Aaron? <laughs> I, I actually did know that, yeah. Oh, good, very good. We're going to be ranking the Star Wars films, and uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about what we've been watching. But first, um, we're going to start with the main topic of the week, one that uh, we've done more news-ish news, as much as this podcast is ever news, I guess, um, topics about Civil War, Apocalypse, video game movies, and Disney remakes. This time, it's a little bit more of a personal um, topic, more of just our thoughts on movies and our um, personal choices and favorites. So the main topic of the week, uh, we have we each have three movies that uh, we like that no one else likes, and three movies that we don't like that everyone else likes. I'll just do like whatever's hot and fresh. Dude. So we are going to move through those, um, talk about them, and uh, Aaron, would you like to go first, or? I guess today we're going to exit the echo chamber of our lives and actually have to listen to opposing viewpoints for once, so, you know, (laughs) a very rare thing to do. Oh, the internet loves that. (laughs) They they love when people tell them (laughs) that they don't like something. All right. So, so if you disagree with our opinions, just leave a comment, and... We'll ignore it, because oh. our is better. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Alright. Uh, should I start, or should you start? I think you have the better picks. Really? Oh, I would assume we... I don't think we don't seen... know each other's picks, so well, I don't. I don't, I don't think you've seen the ones I'm going to pick. I don't think you've seen some of these either, so... Oh, so do you want me to start? No, well, we, I can start, I can start. Um... Let's start with movies that we like that no one else does. We'll do a round of that, a round of movies we don't like, and then back and forth. So this is this is a movie that I like that no one else does. And this is a movie that was actually liked a lot by critics, um, but its user score is very low, like on, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is one of those sites that, like, the user score never really seems to drop below 60 this has a 46, so it's not the lowest of the, of the scores, but the movie is Hail Caesar. Oh, I have uh, not seen that yet. The recent Coen Brothers film. I just watched it recently again. I bought it and watched it again. I saw it in theaters when it came out in February. Love this movie so much. It's such a good movie. Um, and I understand maybe why people don't like it so much. There's not really... The whole thing is, like, it's just a day in the life of golden era Hollywood. So there's not, like, a... a, There's a plot, but it's not, like, oh, man, I'm I'm watching this for the story. You're watching it for, like, the in-jokes of how movies used to be made and how studios used to um, function and, uh, like, the different roles. Because you're following the the fixer of the studio. Like, he's just (laughs) fixing everyone's problems. But... It's it's hard to get into why I love it so much without spoiling it, especially because well, I've okay. not Just, seen it. You can you can spoil it unless yeah. you don't want to spoil it for the I listeners. I don't. I, I don't want to spoil it for you, Aaron, either, <laughs> because it is. I, I mean, yeah, I do. I do want to see it. I definitely. Yeah. I enjoyed the trailers or whatever. So, it's. I don't know. I I feel like I would like it as yeah. well. 
That's the thing, yeah. I, I feel like you would like this a lot. So why do you think people? Why do you think people don't like it? Because there's no there's plot. Not, there's not like a thick plot that you can like grab onto and be like, this is what's pulling these events along. It's a bunch of little different things um, scattered across the film. So like uh, the, the main plot that they show in the the trailers is um, Bear, Brad Whitlock, the guy who is playing the Roman soldier in their production. That's, uh, George Caesar. Clooney. George Clooney, yes. Um, gets kidnapped. Um, and they have to get him back in the trailer, but that's really only probably about a third of the movie, I'd say. Really? Because yeah, because then you're you're dealing with um, they're they're making a movie called Merrily We Dance, um, and so they bring the uh the cowboy from all the cowboy films. They bring him in to be the lead role in this movie that he's completely un 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 unequipped for. Um, and so the drama that ensues with that, and there's also, um, just the idea. So like he gets kidnapped, but they're also trying to get hail Caesar to like work as a movie. Right, right. Um, and it's just, it, it's very scattered, but that's one of the best parts is that it's scattered for a reason. It's not that they're just like, they don't know how to write it. That they're, you're getting a glimpse into this guy's brain for like a day. And just what he has to deal with every day of his life. So it, it's really good if you if you like period pieces, if you like um, movies about show business, uh, definitely watch Hail Caesar. Uh, a lot of great cast in it. Josh Brolin. Um, gosh. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, yes. Jenny Tatum. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, guy played uh, more, I can't remember his name. Ralph Fiennes. I don't know how to pronounce his name. The guy Fiennes. who's playing Fiennes, is that how it's pronounced? I've I never... think it's just Fiennes. Fiennes. Oh, I would never know. Um, the guy who's been cast... We're all, we're all terrible at pronunciations on this <laughs> We really are. We, we need really to get are. someone who can actually pronounce celebrity yeah. names. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's playing Han Solo in the upcoming Han Solo uh Solo, Han Solo solo film um, is in it. Uh, just a star-studded cast, and it's really, really well-written. So that is my first pick for movies that I like that no one else does. Aaron, would you like to uh, deliver the next one? Sure. So right. this is... I, I don't think you... I You probably have never seen this movie. Okay. But this is a movie I really enjoy that gets a lot of hate. I believe the Rotten Tomato score is... 24 or 25% for audiences, and then critics is, like, equally as low. It's, like, in the 20-something percent. So, yeah, this is definitely a very, you know, hated film. Okay. For a lot of people. And that's uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. (laughs) I I should have known it was a horror movie for you. I should have known. Yeah, like, quite a few of my picks are horror films, or at least uh, two of the ones I ended up with, but... Okay. Anyway, so a little backstory on Halloween 3. This is, so like the Halloween franchise is, of course, about Michael Myers. Everyone knows that. And then, so John Carpenter originally didn't want to do sequels, but he, the studio, like, forced him into another one because they wanted money, of course, as they want to do. And then, but then he, he kills Michael Myers off at the end of the second movie, you know, kills. I'm making quotation marks in my hands. You guys can't see that, but. Anyway, so... Good radio, Aaron. It's a good radio. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, like... And then he decided that 
okay, if the franchise is going to continue, we're not going to make any more Michael Myers films. We're just going to take the Halloween name and we're just going to make a bunch of anthology movies that are all about their own different scary story, but they all take place on Halloween day. So like the plan was every year a new Halloween movie would come out and it'd be a whole new different type of scary story or whatever. Sounds awesome. And so they started the first one with Halloween 3's Season of the Witch. And then the film ended up so absolutely hated that (laughs) they immediately returned to Michael Myers in the next one, Halloween 4, Mm. The Return of Michael Myers. But I think that's why it gets a lot of crap, though, that it doesn't deserve, is that there's a lot of uh, fans of the Halloween franchise who watch this and are upset that it's not connected to any of the other ones. And the only the only connection to the other films in the franchise is like at some point they're watching the original Halloween on TV in the film. So they get so like, really meta. It, they get yeah, just... it's it kind of meta in that way. And so that but that's like the only connection to the other films. Otherwise it's completely standalone. So you you if you look at like the, a lot of the bad reviews, a lot of it is complaining that you know Michael Myers isn't in this one. It's not part of the true halloween franchise right not that most of the franchise is any good anyway but <laughs> be honest with you. but anyway i just i just really i really love this film though it's kind of it's definitely i guess cheesy it's not it's not entirely right. scary but i i think it's really fun in like that campfire scary story sense you know okay. what i mean like a goosebumps episode yeah of. like a goosebumps episode like because because like the plot is basically that there's this coven of witches who uh got a stone from stonehenge and then they <laughs> like carved off pieces of the stone and implanted it in microchips and then they put the microchips in these halloween masks that they're giving out to little kids and so their plan is that on Halloween Day, they're going to play this commercial that uh, that uh, emits a signal that will cause the microchip to activate in these masks they're giving out to all these children for Halloween. And then that causes, like, these bugs or whatever to, like, swarm their heads and, like, <laughs> eat, eat the children's heads. And then... <laughs> Sounds ne- unnecessarily complicated. And then the sacrifice of children will, like, appease the old gods or something or other and bring about a new age of witchcraft it's it's the most ridiculous plot but it's it's <laughs> it's so fun you know it's like yeah. you're throwing all this in there you're throwing witches and uh androids are in there you got you got this blend of uh horror and sci-fi that's really good okay and then like i don't want to spoil it but then i really love the it's ending. an old movie i mean you can it's I, I guess it's I'll spoil it, but anyway, in the ending, uh, the main character, they've escaped from the factory where they're making these masks. He discovers that his love interest was replaced by an android while they were there, so he has to <laughs> fight her, and he kills her or whatever. And then he's rushing into town, he's getting on the telephone, and he's calling all the, the police stations, like, you gotta take this commercial off the air, you can't air this commercial. And then there's some kids that walk into the store where he's using the payphone, and they turn on the TV, and the, the uh... Like, the countdown to the ad is playing or whatever, and they're putting on their masks and everything. And so he's he's pleading on the phone, you gotta, you gotta turn off, you gotta get this off the air. And then you see the TV, one of the channels cuts out, like, they they resort to some other program or whatever. So the kid changes the channel, and then and it's another countdown, they also cut out. 
and then he flips the channel again, and the the countdown is still going, and then the, so the guy is still pleading and pleading, and then the movie just ends with him sh- like shouting, "You gotta turn it off! You gotta get it off the air!" And then the movie just cuts to black without that, us knowing. That's an all awesome ending. I know, right? That is awesome. That's I I love that ending because I, I I guess I love not the to sound you know. Yeah, I, not to sound psychotic, but I really love the ambiguity of whether or not all these children died or whatever, you know? No, that's an awesome ending. That's That alone should be like, all right, this movie because is... It's, it's kind of like, even as far as horror films go, like, killing children is usually, like, off limits for, right. you know, pretty obvious reasons. But the way they handle right. that ending, there's that implication that it got super dark at the end that I just, I just love, because <laughs> horror films don't really go that far i'm not <laughs> no no we understand anyone who's listening to this understands that you're not advocating the death <laughs> of children it's just a really intense ending that is not seen much i i understand what you're saying at least at least i understand you're not a psychopath uh, <laughs> all right well halloween three uh what's it called halloween three uh season of the witch season of the witch i might have to watch that movie now you should also, the uh, score is incredible. John Carpenter okay. does a synth score again. Oh, okay. And it's really good. Um, Classic 80s synth score. And is it on Netflix? I don't believe so. Maybe. No. Maybe it will be around Halloween time. I'll, Maybe. I'll look for it. All right. Do we want to get to movies that we don't like that everyone else does? Oh, I thought we were going to do all all three uh, liked. And all of them? Oh, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that for I sure. Thought, I don't know. Whatever you want. No, we can do that, because that'll keep right in, uh, right in shred with uh, horror movies. <clears throat> A movie that I like that no one else does. <sighs> Alright, Aaron. You might hate me for this. I, <laughs> I kind of hate me for liking this movie. It's, it's a recent movie again. My movies are more recent. Yours are kind of old. old. We, we, we work together well on that. Um, came out last year. It's a horror film. Um, I saw it in theaters with my friend. And, oh, I think I know what this is. Yeah, and I didn't like it at all. I was like, this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. But as time goes by, I'm like, okay. Like, I'm, this movie actually kind of grew on me just thinking about it. And the movie is Unfriended. Yeah, I yep. knew it. I yep. knew it. I, I actually, I actually don't hate you for that. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. I, it's not a great movie. No, it's I wouldn't. I don't even think it's a good movie, but it it has so many interesting ideas in there yeah, that I could see exactly. where it would be endearing. You know. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, um, I'd have to check. I think it was like a thirty or something for for users on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm like, that's really surprising to me because horror movies are just like superhero movies. No one will admit that they're bad usually <laughs> when they come out, except um, for the good ones. Yeah. Well, of course. Um, but yeah, Unfriended is, uh, it's a, well, we're using Skype right now. It's, uh, about a ghost that, like, haunts Skype. Can you, can you imagine if we just get haunted right now? <laughs> what was her name? Is... I don't even remember. I don't remember either. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a, a movie about, I think it's six friends. Something like that. Sounds right. They're all on, uh, Skype one night. They're talking about something i don't know again this movie is not very great on plot but it's it's interesting but um they're all talking about whatever and then all of a sudden oh this this 
Skype user tries to pop on and it's this girl who died a year ago and they're like, well, this is weird and they just start sending her hate messages to like, go kill yourself or whatever. I'm like, that's never a good idea because she did and like, anyway. So they do all that kind of stuff and um, then they start finding out, oh, it's the ghost of the girl who died. She's like haunting that page or their computers. She's like inside of their computers and she's also haunting them. It's really weird. It's really interesting, though. And just... <laughs> I feel like we can't talk about horror movies without sounding extremely psychotic. But, um... Just the interesting... <laughs> this is gonna sound so awful. The interesting ways in which um she kills off <laughs> the, <laughs> the group of them is, is disturbing for most of them. Um, and just, like... It really just messes with you. Because there's one time they play Never Have I Ever, and they start right, yeah. things or whatever. And then you're just like, oh, because you know the ghost knows everything, so it's just asking these questions that get them all mad at each other, because she knows she's going to kill them all anyway in the end. <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. Um, there's one time the dude, like, puts his throat on a blender. <laughs> So oh, yeah, up. yeah, that's the one I was going to mention when you said yeah. I created ways to kill remember the blender. So messed up. Um, and then the one where the girl, like, swallows a curling iron. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm remembering them now that you're yeah. uh, mentioning them. <sighs> yeah, again, it's not a great movie. It, it's not even a good movie, I would say. I would agree on that. But it's definitely interesting if you're looking for, like, a different kind of horror movie. Because it's all filmed on the computer screen. So it's not it's not like you're looking at this girl looking at her computer. You are looking at the computer screen. You see her clicking on all this stuff. You know, it's it's really interesting. It's really different. I've not really seen and, anything like that. And I think one thing they did really good there is also that they made the uh, interface on the computer. They made it like exactly like the Mac U interface. Because, you know, movies will typically like make up their own interface to like yeah. get around copyrights or promotion or whatever but they actually made it exactly mimic how a skype uh, like a skype screen and uh, a whole mac interface would work yeah and i thought that was really neat for sure i agree i agree i actually watched this movie on for the first time on my laptop oh that must that's, have made it even that's a little definitely, bit creepier. that's definitely the way to watch it i would say for All sure right. i'll have to uh i'll have to do that because i can't i can't imagine seeing that in theaters you know it was a little like, weird because it's so, it's meant to mimic the uh yes. computer screen completely so like i i don't even understand why they gave it a theatrical release i feel like it would have done i'm it probably would have made less money but i feel like it's yeah. a movie suited for video on demand because i think it's designed for uh laptop viewing i agree yeah but um it's one of those things where like you you hear the skype jingle like do 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 or whatever yeah. in the theater you hear it over and over in that movie and all of a sudden you come home and then all of a sudden you hear it on your computer you're like oh <laughs> like it's going down Something's yeah happening. but imagine if you were just watching it on your computer right there oh, and then the oh, skype call happens someone starts calling it's some, oh. yeah it's like some unknown user with like the same username yeah. or whatever yeah. that'd be freaky that would be but anyway uh, watch but I definitely, I definitely think it had some good ideas, you know, because like yeah. trans translating horror to like the modern, uh, you know, technology prevalent environment has uh, gotten mixed results, and this was definitely a mixed results for this film. But it definitely did some interesting things in terms of uh, 
what it's like to have, like have all this technology and then still not be able to fight against these threats or whatever. Right. And like more than anything, it's like it's like when a, a like a game developer releases a tech demo for like this is how we can use the Wii to make fun games with motion control. This is like a tech demo for the modern era uh, era of horror where they're like this is how we can effectively make this movie make movies scary while still having technology. Mm-hmm. I think a sequel is in the works, actually. Oh, really? I'll yeah, watch I think it. so. I think I heard that, like, back when it originally came out that they were working on a sequel. Like, almost every horror movie can get a sequel yeah, if they're competent enough, but... I don't know. I think the one thing that turned me off from the movie, I'm not sure if I should mention, because it kind of spoils... Some if of, it's like, spoiler, I'll cut it out, so you can just mention it. I'll oh, cut you it out of the mention podcast. it to you and then cut yeah. it out? If it's I was not just going to say, I, I didn't really like... Uh, I think a lot of great horror films is like one of the reasons they're great is like they have like a character arc or whatever. And then in this movie, it's kind of like they find out that in order to stop the ghost, all they have to do is like forgive, like, or like say they're sorry. They have to apologize for, uh, They're cyberbullying. Like and then no all of them are just, no one even, like, thinks about the possibility of apologizing. They're just kind of yeah. like, oh, this is how we solve it, because that's exposition the movie needed to get out to you. But then no one ever brings it up again. So it just makes them all come off as extremely unlikable people. And you're like, okay, I don't care if they die anymore. And the only time anyone ever apologizes is when the last girl is still alive. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like, too late. <laughs> like, yeah, it took exactly. too long. It's like, uh-huh. And even then, it's more like not a sincere apology. It's just you know trying to yeah. save their life. Yeah, doing anything. You got it. We're good. We'll oh, leave. we're leaving it in. Yeah, we'll leave it in. It's an older movie, and I don't think really the I spoiled how they died. Came out like two years ago. One year. Even. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh wow. I spoiled some of the deaths anyway, but it, it's more about just the feeling of the movie more than anything. So watch that if you haven't. Aaron, what is our next movie of movies that we like that no one else does? Well, I, I guess my, my second pick was another horror film. So okay. I'm not sure if I... Should I jump to my third pick or should I just go with the um, second you can do You can do whatever, man. You, right, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm sure we'll return to this topic again when David is with us again anyway. So you can save some if you want. And what do you well, want? Okay. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to go with this one because this is another favorite of mine from uh, a horror franchise. And that is uh, Jason is X. Yep. Okay. I was like, it's you something Friday funny. the 13th. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is the 10th film in the Friday the 13th franchise. And basically the plot is that uh, Jason goes to space. That's that's like wow. the, the entire thing. that ha- That's all that happens in that movie is Jason goes to space. But I don't know. I just, I think it, I can understand why people hate it. I can really understand why people hate it, because it's, you know, it falls into all the same trappings that all the rest of the Friday the 13th movies do, is that, you know, like, the unlikable characters, and the, you know, it just, but, like, it's very gratuitous, still, sure, but I think one thing I really like about it is, again, this blend of the horror and the sci-fi, you know, and just, like, really playing up this uh, blend here, because you've got, like, a Jason goes into space, and then, like, there's this android that fights him, and, like, she blows off, like, all his limbs or whatever, but then he lands on this uh, medical table that, like, gives him all these nanobots, and then he comes oh back like a cyborg Jason. <laughs> and it's just, 
I don't know. It's 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 good. It's it's uh. I think it's fun. I think the uh, transplanting it to space. I just I've just always really liked space. I've always been fascinated by space. I've always liked stories set in space. So right. I just I I like the idea of uh, taking the typical slasher formula and then transplanting it into this sci-fi environment. And also, it's kind of uh, self-aware, I suppose. You know, in a sense, like it it's aware of how trashy yeah. the Thirteen like, is. I feel like if you make a movie where your main villain goes to space, like you have to be self-aware at that point. If if you're not self-aware, it's gonna definitely be you know unpleasant to watch. It's right. just gonna be right. painful and probably boring to watch. But it's definitely self-aware. Like there's the scene where the like they need to like stall Jason because Jason's like chasing after them and they need to get to the escape pod. So they like trap him in like this hollow deck thing or whatever mm-hmm. that starts a program up for like a summer camp and then like these two girls just like walk up to jason and they're like hey you want to have premarital sex with us we love premarital <laughs> sex and it's just it's uh, it's good it's the, self, the self-awareness is just now, i don't know I, I like it now what year what year did this come out uh i want to say either late 90s or early 2000s i forget okay. it was basically made in the uh downtime between uh they uh, they had like set up at the end of the ninth movie they had uh after jason like died or whatever they had his mask in the sand and then a fred freddy krueger's glove shoots up out of the ground and like drags him down and that was set up for the freddy versus jason movie and then but then uh they had like rights issues or whatever for a couple years so then they just made this movie in the in-between and in order to like not mess up their continuity you know what continuity oh yeah (laughs) totally people really people watch the friday the 13th movies for their continuity you know but anyway they just decided to go like really out there for it so they just send it in the future and then they just threw jason in space all right well there you go uh what's what's it called jason x Uh, jason x jason x you can watch that one (sighs) at some point in your life i feel like i do need to watch this though because that sounds awesome i need to watch all of them though i've never seen a friday for you don't need to watch all of them but i i have watched all of them <laughs> they're, they're a guilty pleasure aren't they making a new one yeah the 13th one so hope there we hope go they mess it up i suppose <laughs> but i i know they will <laughs> right. it's, it's been pushed back like two years already oh, so God. not a good sign it's never a good sign gambit never <laughs> a good sign <laughs> all right um let's do one more of movies that we like. One more round of it. This movie, right. I... What? Alright. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've seen this movie. Again, all my movies are really recent, because I don't know why. It came out last year. Um, to horrible reviews. <laughs> Just god-awful reviews. Which I didn't read until after I'd seen the movie. So I didn't know. I didn't know that people weren't liking this movie. Um, and the critic score is also quite low. It is the 2015 continuation of the vacation uh oh oh series no have you seen it i i have seen it and it's awful <laughs> it's not this is one i definitely disagree with you on no it's not awful it's not an awful film i think it's yeah, an no. awful film no okay what's so awful about it then it's just it's it's not funny and like i just all the jokes that. are a bit 
like they're either too like gross out gags, you know, or okay. they're just like I don't know, too outlandish, I suppose. It just doesn't work. I like I I like that kind of humor though. Not the gross out stuff, that's whatever. But the outlandish stuff where like just the scene with uh Charlie Charlie uh Day and he's like the the canoeing instructor or whatever. Right. And he like fight his girlfriend breaks up with him so he throws himself off. <laughs> like I just thought that scene was really good. Um I don't know. This movie was just made me laugh. I don't know. It's not like a good movie. It's not like it's well written or anything. But I just was like hmm, okay, that's funny. Um especially and you probably hate the scene cuz you hate everything good in the world. <laughs> but the um the scene where the other family cuts in front of them at the theme park and they just like start beating them just to death. <laughs> right, right. I don't know why that made, but it's because it's, I love, I love theme parks. So I know that feeling of like people having fast passes and you're like, well, I don't have a fast pass. That seems a little unfair, but it's like, whatever. I don't know. I like that movie. Apparently you, you don't like it. But... Have you seen uh, the original vacation though? Yes. Yes. I, I don't know, I just think that one's so much better. I mean, oh, that one still better. holds up. Totally. And everything. I still find that one hilarious. And even Christmas Vacation's outstanding. Yeah, Christmas Vacation's good as well. I don't know. It's just like... But I just, I feel like they're not the, the same tone at all, really. At least, like, the same tone in their humor. No, I feel like if they wouldn't have called it Vacation, and would have just made it its own thing, I feel like people wouldn't have had this extreme like, vitriol towards it, where they're just like, oh, how dare they ruin this thing? It's like, they didn't really ruin it. There are, like, horrible, horrible vacation movies before this one. Right, Like, the right. Vegas one, which is just like, why did they even make this movie? <laughs> or the the Christmas Vacation 2, where it's like, that. all of... I haven't seen it either, but I've heard, of, like, its reputation as really awful. It's all about um his cousin, right? Yeah, it's all about their cousin, and he's, like, trapped... He gets, like, trapped on a desert island or something i don't know it, so, so it like, sounded awful and i had no desire to ever watch it yeah i don't know i just feel like the internet was all like oh this is this is the worst vacation movie and just freaking out about that i'm like definitely not the worst one because <laughs> there will always be the vegas one <laughs> um i did really like i i think the, the one part i did really love in that movie was the uh meta moment when he's like first announcing the vacation oh, trip yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. like his kids like i've never even heard of the original vacation <laughs> he's like it'll be its own thing it'll stand alone from the other vacations yeah <laughs> yeah that movie that, is really meta though in a lot of yeah, places which that, is nice those are the parts i did find funny because I, I like meta humor yeah i don't i don't like the gross out humor or whatever yeah but i like i like meta humor I agree. I concur on that. Again, but I'm not still saying... I loved the film. I, I didn't say I loved it. Did I say I loved it? I didn't mean I that. Oh, no, I thought, I thought that was the category. That, that's what I Those do. Those you love, that people don't. I, like. I thought it was like. Well, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can't say I love Jason X because it is no. terrible. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. I just feel like people give that movie a bad rap when really it's not the worst thing ever. It's probably not even the worst comedy of last year. I couldn't name one worse than it, except for what's, oh, what's, ridiculous wait, sex, the... of course. Oh, um, of course, of course. <laughs> so or pixels. Does pixels count as a comedy <laughs> if it's like, you know, unbearably unfunny? Yeah, it, I don't does know. It count as a yeah, comedy? that's the thing. Vacation is not unbearably unfunny. 
it's like even the dumb jokes will be like, huh, a little bit of a chuckle there. Anyway. No, not no chuckle, but it's okay. not like it's not like completely <laughs> dreadful, I no. suppose. It's it's competently made. Sure, I can I can agree like with when that. The, with on the keypad when he, there's all the different buttons with things that don't make sense, and there's the Nazi button, and he's like, I'm never pressing that one. <laughs> anyway, apparently I'm in I'm, I'm alone on that one. So well, that's kind that, of the point, point of the top. category, anyway. All right. So, what is your final one that you love that or like like that? Uh, no one else. Okay, does. so so this is actually another comedy. Oh, all right. Oh, we're keeping on line here. I guess we're like picking the same genres all the time or whatever. Both had <laughs> those are those there. are really the most um. Those are like the most controversial, or like yeah, horror yeah. and uh, comedy. So I suppose that's fitting. Anyway, I don't know if you've seen this one, but uh, it's uh, Nacho Libre. Starring Jack Black. No, I've not seen it. I, I no, oh, I've watched half of it, and I was like, I don't like this movie at all. So I just no, it's so funny, and everyone I've shown it to like has hated. It. Like my my family loves it, or whatever. Like all my brothers and I love it, but then like anyone we've tried to like show it to and get to and you know get to enjoy it, they just think it's the dumbest movie they've ever seen. <laughs> but. Every, I don't know. It's just everything about it is so hilarious to well, me. Explain, explain to the people what it is. <laughs> All right, so Natural Libre stars uh, Jack Black. He's like a monk practicing at this monastery, but he also really loves wrestling. And apparently, like at least in this movie, wrestling is a is a, a sin. So, this but needs, the, the <laughs> monastery needs uh, money for their orphanage. So Jack Black decides to become a Mexican wrestler, a luchador, to uh, raise money for the orphanage. And he just engages in some tag team wrestling and works his way up to the top or whatever. And it's it's I don't know it's it's just the <laughs> stupid kind of humor that works for me I suppose. Okay, it's made by the same guy who made uh, Napoleon Dynamite, right? Right, same director, yeah. I love Napoleon Dynamite. That's, like, one of my favorite comedies. So, I don't know, maybe I need to give it another chance. But... You should, you should. <laughs> I just, I would have never tagged that as a movie that you liked. I don't know why. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what 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 makes it so great? It just other than the... I feel like <laughs> it, I, it's hard to explain because, like, the jokes won't translate well to, you right. know, like, just spelling them out. But it's just... I don't know. It's just, uh, I guess I complained about vacation being too outlandish, but this is kind of outlandish. <laughs> yeah. Over it. But I don't know. The, you hypocrite. The, the, the songs are fantastic. The, the it's just it's kind of like Hot Rod in that it's just like kind of like an anything goes comedy. Okay. They're just like throwing whatever at the wall and see if it sticks. Well, and I mean, that could have been one that we could have both included, because... Hot Rod? Yeah, because no one really likes Hot Rod. <laughs> like, at least, like, we do, I guess. Like, yeah, I was, I was very surprised that uh, Popstar ended up getting such good reviews, considering exactly. critics were so divided on Hot Rod or whatever. Anyway. So, I was happy with that. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else I can say, because, uh, I don't know, saying the jokes don't... doesn't right. It doesn't translate. But it's just... I don't know. It's 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 definitely a stupid film 
you know, Jack Black just does like this ridiculously fake Mexican accent the whole time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, there's like this plot where he has to like drink the eggs of this eagle to gain like eagle powers and I don't know. And then there's all this, it's just. <laughs> okay. I don't know, it's it's not my typical brand of humor. Like, there's a bunch of fart jokes or whatever, oh, or other stuff like that. But I don't know. Maybe it's just I was in the right mood when I watched it the first time. That's and always ever yeah. since then. You know, I've just I've always remembered the first time, and then I've just well, found it funnier and funnier. I don't want to do another round, but I will. I had four on my list, and I was gonna go with either Vacation or this one. Depending on what you pick, oh, but oh, if if you oh, had right. picked this one first, I would have said Kicking and Screaming, the Will Ferrell soccer movie. I've I've seen it, but I don't know if I remember oh, it. God, it's so funny. I included it in our uh, lead up to the rant segment this this past week. Um, just a, a quote from it uh, where he's talking to Mike Mike Ditka, and he's like, oh, "I don't think you should be yelling at the kids like that." He's just like, "You sh- you know what you are? You're the juice box boy. You got to go get me juice boxes when I." And then he's like, no, you go to hell. No, you go to hell. And while you're there, why don't you grab me a juice box? And he just yells at him. It's just, like, so dumb. It's one of those movies that I watched when I was a kid. I think it came out in, like, 2005. And I just watched it. And it's always been one of those movies that I really liked. Especially because I I watched it with my dad the first time. And he just busted up laughing. And I think that kind of made me like it more. Because my dad doesn't typically laugh at movies. So, (laughs) anyway... I just wanted to mention that. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> anyway, um, now let's do movies that we don't like, that everyone else does. And now this one, I'll start. I'll start with a movie that we agree on. I know we agree on this. Oh, okay. And it's, it's, not, like, it's not, like, loved by everyone, but right. it, it got decent reviews, and the user rating is pretty high for this. And this movie came out this past year. Uh, it's Spectre. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Spectre is... <laughs> this movie's so terrible. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that was... was that, I would have picked that if that was... If I knew that was an option. I didn't know oh, if yeah. that was... I didn't know if that was beloved enough I to think, qualify. But... I mean, if it's... It's not rotten. I think it's at like a 67... 67% of critics liked it. So, I mean, that's a, a majority... And then um, the user rating's even higher than that, I think. I don't understand that. I went to see this movie, and I'm like, I was expecting a great follow-up to Skyfall, and I'm like, this is not anything that I wanted. (laughs) I don't... God, where do we even start? Where do we even start with this? I think the main problem is just uh, the plot, like the writing. Like, they try to do that weird thing where they, like, try to connect all the previous... Yeah, make everything... Yeah, but then it doesn't fit because there's like no. no way it makes sense for all of these people to have been working together. It's like they're all they were all doing their own thing, and then this movie's like, nope, they're all working for Spectre, and it's like that doesn't that doesn't follow. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And then like, uh, oh, can we spoil this? Because then we have that twist about <laughs> Christoph Waltz, and we won't we won't talk about that. But we, if you know what we're talking about, you'll know that it's really bad. That's just it like was, it was really bad. It was really awkward. It was very, very awkward, and it was just like ended up being very pointless as well. When I saw it, I haven't watched it since I saw it in theaters. But when I saw it, I was like, 
is he saying what I think he's saying? Like, they're not, like, making it clear. Like, they're just kind of like, hey, this is a thing. And I'm like, that makes no sense. It's been, like, four movies and we've never heard of that until now. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And then there's definitely a lot of uh, tone issues as well. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's like... At some points, it wants to be, like, the darker and grittier Daniel Craig from Casino Royale, but then at other times, it's trying to embrace the more uh, cheesy, older James Bond movies with all the gadgets and one-liners and stuff. all that stuff. Where the plane is, like, like going like, to, oh, so dumb. Oh, my God. Like, what's, what's the thing he says? He, like, throws the exploding watch, and he's like, you're out of time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, something, something, and it's just so really groan-inducing. It doesn't fit at all, no. especially with the established character of the uh, reboot. It's just... I was so in denial when I like left this movie, too. I was like, okay. It's no, it's no Skyfall, but it's pretty good. And then I just started thinking about it. I'm like, well, Spectre doesn't make any sense, and... <laughs> That opening sequence was kind of long and drawn out, and the helicopter thing made no sense at all. Like, how is this right, helicopter still A lot of people say that's, like, one of the best James Bond openings, like, best cold opens of all the James Bond films. And I no, saw it, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't think that. That's... Like, I think, I think the uh, tracking shot that they start with, you know? Oh, yeah, that's outstanding. That, that was very good. But beyond that, I just, I never, you know, felt the energy just was, wasn't no. there for the action or whatever. Yeah, so there's that. Um, also, the uh, theme song. Oh, the, it's so the, bad. It's so bad. It won an Oscar, Aaron. How did that win the Oscar? <laughs> Lady Gaga comes up on... She's Lady Gaga is introduced by Vice President Joe Biden. Yeah. She sings a song about sexual assault survivors. She brings out a bunch of survivors on stage. Everyone, everyone and everyone just is... Is in tears, gets a standing ovation, and then they lose to the worst James Bond theme yeah, of all time. So bad of all time, of all of all of them. I mean, the only one that's even close is uh, the Madonna one for "Die Another Day." Yeah, and uh, whatever it's called for uh, "Quantum of Solace" with uh, Alicia Keys and Jack White, which is just a bizarre combination that didn't work. Yeah, that no. But those they are those are like the top three bad ones, and uh, I I don't know. Especially after what was Skyfall, one of oh, yeah. the best, not just James Bond songs, one of the best movie songs probably ever made. And then they're just like, no, take this writings on the wall song. And like I tried, I tried so hard to love that song. I'm like, no, it's just so bad. It's awful. <sighs> but it's fitting for the rest of the movie then. I guess I guess the entire so. movie is awful. There are good moments. I can't uh, think of any. Are there good moments? Are there? The most jarring sequence, I think, in that entire movie is when they kill Bautista on the train, and then they're immediately like, we just killed the guy, want to have sex? Like, what? You just murdered someone! <laughs> like... Oh. Well, there also is. Very... Very upset that uh, Bautista was uh, mute in the film, too, yeah. as well. So, you know, he just proved he had uh, excellent comedic timing in Guardians of the Galaxy. For and then... sure. Um, one, one final complaint before we move on to your pick. Is that this movie ends with a climax 
And then it's like, nope, one more climax before we're done. <laughs> like, no, wait, no, no, end, end the movie. Like, ugh. oh, oh, and and the the first climax, the one you think is the climax. I'm yeah, kind of spoil this because it's just kind of dumb the way he he shoots like one gas oh, yeah. tank you can or whatever. Split, split. He shoots. They're at the Spectre uh, facility or whatever. He shoots like one gas station tank or whatever, and like the whole thing blows up. It's like. <laughs> The most video game me? thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I think I think the honest trailer described it as like playing the the golden eye on easy mode or whatever, and then I've they show this it. clip of him like sniping people with his machine gun from like, you know, like <laughs> they're like way up on the mountaintop, and he's just shooting like one bullet at oh them. Oh my them. god! Well, I mean, is Daniel Craig done? It sounds like it. I don't what know. a way to just go out horribly. Just <sighs> anyway, that's Spectre. People like it, I guess. <laughs> Aaron, what's what's your film that you don't like that everyone else does? Okay, Lacey, you knew this one was coming. It's Ant Man. Oh my god! It had to be Ant Man. <sighs> All right, here we go. Here we go. So, I don't know, I was very excited for this film when it first came out, you know, or not when it first came out, when it was announced, Edgar Wright. You weren't excited really leading loved, up to I really it. loved that director. <laughs> and then as soon as, and then as soon as they kicked Edgar Wright out, I was like, I was still excited because, you know, it's Marvel, everyone, all, all the Marvel films have turned out, like, good, or, they're, like, okay. Like, okay. The, the bottom of their, the bottom of the cinematic universe are still okay films. Yeah. They're they're competently made and whatever. Yeah. But then I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't say like I hate Ant-Man so much that I would say it's a bad movie. I still think it's an okay movie, but I would definitely say it's one of Marvel's weakest films. You know, like barely beating out Thor 2. And that but then like everyone else that's, I've talked to since it's one of like the so. best superhero films of all time. And I don't know. I I I wrote when I first saw this, I wrote a negative review for my blog, and then, like, everyone, ev- basically everyone who wrote it completely disagreed with me, but, <laughs> That's including you, including yeah, oh, you. I, I completely, well, this is the thing. When I first saw it, I was like, this is one of Marvel's best movies. This is just one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. And um, I watched it again recently. I talked about it on the podcast already. I said that my opinion of it has fallen, and... um I don't know exactly where I'd place it um, in Marvel's round roundhouse. Round? <laughs> I don't think that's the word you were looking no, for. No, it's definitely. Not. I don't even know what word I was looking for, but I'm just gonna steer clear of that. In in Marvel's uh, filmography, um, but it's definitely not barely beating Thor two. <laughs> Thor two is so bad. I don't. Thor two is so bad, but so is Ant Man. It's, it's just, not though. The, the the pacing and like. The whole, the whole film just feels so like uh, manufactured at the last, like like this this studio manufactured at the last second kind of a kind of feel, you know. It's just like they'll like jump from like, okay, we need a emotional beat here, and then we need some exposition, and then we need a comedic beat here, and then we need to like have this scene in here to, like, complete a dramatic arc or whatever, but then, like, none of it's, like, organically strung together. It's just, like, it's there. Like, I was, I watched it for the second time just recently, and, like, the one thing that really, 
sticks out is like they're having this uh, montage of uh, Scott training to use the ant suit or whatever. And, and then, then in the middle, and in yeah. the middle of the montage, there's just the scene where he's like messing around with the shrinking belt, and then Hank Pym comes in, and and he's like, "Don't mess with that." And then and then he, uh, Scott's like, "Why not?" And then Hank's just like, "Oh, because if you mess with that, then you're gonna go like, uh, what's it called, Sub- subatomic or whatever, and you'll be lost in a world without like time or whatever." And that's then, not where I thought you were going with that. Oh, I was, but like that's just—it's just like the way it's placed in that the the way they uh, it messes up the rhythm of that montage. It's clear it that it's exposition oh, that it's, it's so going to come into important later. It's just like as soon as they say that, you're like, oh, okay, he's going to go subatomic at the end I of the movie. Never now we know that. that. I'm a dumb, I'm a dumb person, <laughs> but um. I thought you were going to mention... If, if you, you know have... how movies work, the entire oh, movie oh, is wow. just, It just predicts oh, the didn't... entire movie. I just don't know how movies work. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean that. No, I got you. Know, you. But... I got you. Um, I think that scene works because it's it's a montage of... It's a fun montage. She's like, oh, all this stuff is happening. He's like, learning how to shrink. He's learning about the different kinds of ants. And then that scene comes in. And that's, like, one of the funniest parts of the movie, I think, <laughs> where he just explains this, like, really, like, deep, disturbing experience that he's had with going subatomic or whatever. And he's like, okay, so don't I, don't fix what isn't broken. <laughs> like, just that line is just... But then just, it. like, the, the, the way the scene is introduced, it's like, there's no setup as to why Scott would think that messing around with the suit was a good idea, like... He doesn't know how it works. He d- he didn't build it. He hasn't like studied the technology at all. Right. And then all of a sudden they have this scene where he's like, "Oh, I know how to make it better," <laughs> and it's like, it's just, it's obvious what they're doing. It's obvious the, uh, it's obvious the exposition <laughs> that, uh, it's uh, it's obvious you know where they're going with this. Like I said, it's it's like laying out all the future beats of the movie for you way ahead of time and it's i don't know it just ruined my enjoyment of it i suppose all right so when you started talking about that montage i thought what you're going to mention is all of a sudden it's get it gets broken up by um evangeline lily's character who just gets angry at at scott because he can't do it right he can't like talk to the ants correctly and then she goes out to her car and then he talks to her then she comes back in and then he like tells her everything about her mom like really weirdly that's where I thought that was that, that was very awkward too though. Yeah. I guess I didn't know that was part of the same montage. Oh, it is. But, it is. Oh, is it? Well, then <laughs> yeah. that makes the montage even more awkwardly uh, put together. <laughs> all right. Well, that's what I'm talking about though. It's like it's jumping from that comedic beat to like all the all these comedic moments in the montage, and then all of a sudden you have this super heavy exposition for. That's obviously laying the groundwork for the climax of the film. And then you have more comedic beats. And then you have this really clunky uh, <laughs> emotional segment where it is like, really she's clunky. crying about her mom or whatever. And it just, the whole movie just feel, felt clunky to me like that. Okay. Well, I will forever disagree that it's a bad movie. I think it's good. And um, let's just move on from that, I guess. <laughs> We're never going to resolve our differences. No, we there. never will. That will be a movie that I think we'll disagree on forever. <clears throat> All right. Next, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you like you just did and mention a movie that you know was coming. <clears throat> um, The Lion King. I don't <sighs> like it. 
I do not like the Lion King. I do not like the Lion King. It is, in my opinion, the best Disney animated movie. Oh, no, no. At least, uh, you know, like, the typical Disney studio animation. Maybe not Pixar, but... I don't know, I just... It's... It's dark in the right places, you know. You got your great voice cast. All the songs are good. Like, all the songs are hits. No. Mm, no. Yes. No, not what, at all. What? No. No. <laughs> the only... There are two songs I like in that movie. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm being for real. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe you. No, there are literally only two songs I like in that movie. <clears throat> uh, and those are. Just can't wait to be king. I don't know if that's the full name or whatever. Oh really? I'd say that was one of the weakest songs. Oh no, that was great. It's great. And then be prepared. <laughs> those are the only be two. Be prepared songs. is excellent. Well, yeah, be prepared is excellent. Not like Circle of Life and Hakuna Matata. Kumatata, like, oh my god, alright, no, let's just, let's just calm down. the most classic. <laughs> let's just calm down yeah. on Akuna Matata right now. Akuna Matata sucks Akuna Matata? so What's hard. Oh, it's so bad. I just don't know. This is the thing, I can't adequately express my hate for this movie because I just get so... Everyone gets so worked up when I talk about how much I hate it. Because I don't know what happened to make everyone think that this is just the best Disney movie ever made. I don't. It was nothing happened. People just people just watched the no, movie. No, something and something like, happened. Okay, this is the best because Disney. Movie. I swear, I swear. For the longest time growing up, it wasn't until high school that people started being like, "Lion King's the best Disney movie." I'm like, "Where do you smoke, in my good sir?" Because that is not true. I just don't. Know. I don't. I I think people have liked it since the very beginning. I mean, it made, like, almost a billion dollars or whatever. And, like, every single Disney movie that's come out afterwards, they always say it's the best Disney movie since Lion King. I'm like, they, that's they, not they hard. Say for like, <laughs> they say for, like, every single one. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's not very enticing for you. Yeah. Um, I just feel like there are so many other better Disney movies that people can put their love and time into but no we're gonna focus on this movie <laughs> you know you know what movie i could i this might have been able to go in the last segment but you know what disney movie is completely underrated what's that punchback of notre dame oh yes yes like, hellfire yes. hellfire is like one of um, the best disney songs of all time the best disney it's villain like song how ever. did they, how did they get that to a kid's movie i, I, I mean, know. It's, it's, it's so a, dark it's a song about lust yeah, I love I love Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, I don't know. I just feel like all right, Aladdin. Let's I, I can Aladdin's I can, great. I, I can Aladdin. totally understand if everyone wanted to throw their love and weight into Aladdin, and be like, this is the best Disney movie we've ever made. I don't agree that it's the best one, but I'd be like, okay, Aladdin, I get it. Lion King, isn't, I just isn't don't. Your get favorite, it. The Jungle Book. The Jungle Book is my nostalgic favorite. I realize it's not. It's, it's not, like, actually my favorite. <laughs> I'd say my favorite is probably Mulan. Oh, Mulan's pretty good. Yeah, Mulan's amazing. I don't know if I would say it's my favorite, but... Mulan and Hercules. That, that one has really good songs as well. And it, it, it's also... I like the darker ones, I suppose. <laughs> so that's why I like Mulan and Lion King and... Hercules. Hunchback of Notre Dame. 
Hercules isn't that dark. I actually, I really love Hercules. Hercules is super dark. Are you kidding me? He swims <laughs> in the souls of the dead. <laughs> okay, I suppose that part's dark. Um, and but I, I, in Hercules, I just love like all the elemental monsters that oh, yeah, uh, Hades summons. Yeah. yeah, those those were my favorite when I was uh, younger. I guess I kind of got off topic. Of, of flying <laughs> now we just got into all of this. But um, I don't know, man. I just. This is the thing. Do I really hate Lion King? Probably not. But I'm not, like, I, I could go my whole life without ever seeing Lion King again, and I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Or ever hearing any of the songs, except for Be Prepared. I do like Be Prepared a lot. That's probably my favorite one. But it's just like, and this is like even like stemming into like Kingdom Hearts, where like they introduce the Lion King world. I'm like, no, I don't need this. Get this out of my game. <laughs> what is this trash? This common street trash known as the Lion King. <laughs> Get it out of my face. Anyway, I I don't know, man. I would completely disagree with you on all of the all of it. I know. I like Timon and Pumba. 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 Yes. yes. <laughs> I like. I, no. The, all right. Best song in the Lion King is when they're uh they're like in their hula costumes or whatever, and they're like singing about he's a big pig. Yup. 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 <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the best part of the whole movie. It's so funny. Like, that's the one part that I'm like, I can watch this scene and no other scene from that movie, and I'd be totally okay. Anyway, that's Lion King. Aaron, what do you got for me? All right, all right, okay. So, uh, this is another one where I definitely, I definitely don't hate this movie. It's not, I would not say it's a bad movie, but I just did not love it as much as everyone else obviously did because it okay. did win best picture a few years ago and that is 12 years a slave okay i've never seen it so. oh really okay. yeah i mean i don't know I, i'd say it's worth seeing i suppose but i don't know i just i didn't now, is it is it that you don't like it or is it just that it's hard to watch because of the subject it's, matter no it's not it's not that it's like I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, it is tough subject matter, and I'm not just going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, that it's not, it's not tough, whatever, but uh, it's not the subject matter, it's just that I felt like, I don't know, it's hard to say, because I just, it, I don't think it, I wanted it to have more of an impact than it should have, like, there's been movies, I think, that have tackled the subject matter and done it better, and then I think just one of my main problems with it with it was uh, I just didn't feel like the pacing was right. Like, there were too many scenes that were too drawn out. And then, like, the movie's called 12 Years a Slave. But when you watch it, you don't get that uh, sense of uh, time passage, you know? Okay. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like 12 years has gone by. It feels like, it feels like maybe there's, like, one year worth of story that he goes through in this uh, time period. And I just feel like the movie could have done a much better job of uh, showing that progression of time and, like, really showing, like, the extent of what he went through, you know? Okay, yeah. And then another thing that bugged me was uh, the score, which was actually by Hans Zimmer. Oh, you love Hans Zimmer. (laughs) I love Hans Zimmer, but the problem with the score is that he uh he ripped off his uh his score from inception 
Oh, really? Like the, the score, you can, it, you can hear it, like the uh, the uh, time, okay. the uh, the slow moving piano song or whatever that they play at the very end of the movie or whatever. The exact same like note progression is what he uses for the basis for the Twelve Years a Slave song, and it's just the combination of the uh, the score being obviously uh, phoned in work from Hans Zimmer. Everyone praised the score. I think it got nominated for an Academy Award as well. I don't think it won. No, Gravity won that year. Was that that year? Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but the fact that the score was felt phoned in and just that the uh, progression of events is, uh, it just, it didn't have the, it didn't uh, show the impact that I think it could have, you know? But obviously, I'm in the min- minority for this. I don't know. No, I, I mean, I've never seen it. I can't really speak towards it. But um, I, I might have to watch it just to see if I agree on that. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about this one? Or? I don't know. I mean, there's definitely a lot of good stuff in it. I would definitely not say it's a bad movie. Right. Like, there's, uh, there's definitely a lot of, you know, really uh, harrowing moments, of course. And... Yeah. Uh, the performances are all great and everything, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't, and I didn't feel, I didn't think it deserved the critical acclaim it got, I suppose. I think there were films that have done the same type of story and done it better. All right. Well, there we have it. 12 Years a Slave. Aaron hates it. Because I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, Lacey, Lacey, I am the least racist person. Believe oh me. Oh, my God. That Donald <laughs> Trump tweet is just pathetic, honestly. So pathetic. Oh, God. Follow me on Twitter if you want to see me retweet Donald Trump and be like, do you really did think you you're the least him? racist? Why, why did you retweet him? No, no. What don't I did, don't no, encourage him. No, I, I quote tweeted him. I said, here, I'll bring it up right now. <clears throat> All right, so Donald Trump's original tweet was Mitt Romney had his chance to beat a failed president, but he choked like a dog. Also, there was something else I retweeted. There's a, <laughs> there's there's a, a very chance real chance he doesn't know what a dog is. Dog. <laughs> he continues. That was, that was good. Now he calls me racist, but I am least racist person. Not even the, I am least racist person there is. <laughs> to which I respond. I could see if you deluded yourself to think you aren't that racist, but you really think you're the least racist person? Like, anyway. The the problem is, Lacey, that would require two things. That would require Donald Trump having, one, self-awareness, and two, (laughs) a bigger vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, anyway. Let's move on from the politics talk. I, I am... I... I think 12 Years a Slave is an okay film, not a great one, but Donald Trump probably hates it. Yep. That's, that's the takeaway. I think you're probably right on that one. <clears throat> Let's move on. Uh, this next one, I, I'm sure you've seen this movie. Because um, it's one of those movies that is looked towards as one of the all-time classic films <clears throat> ever made. I hate it. Hate it with a deep passion. <sighs> It's a Wonderful Life. Have you seen it? Have I have actually never seen this. Oh my god! Seen, like it's bits so and pieces bad. of it. 
It's something every Christmas I'm like, I should watch this, but then I've never no, actually done it. watching it. Don't watch it. All right, so I watched this movie a while back now. I watched it one Christmas with my family. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, yeah. It's a classic movie. I, I should probably like this. The next year we watched this, the same movie. We watched It's a Wonderful Life, of course, the same movie. What am I talking about? We watched It's a Wonderful Life the very next year. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I don't like this movie. <laughs> it's not good. Like, it's... And this is the thing. I don't know if I'm just hating on an old movie for being how old movies were. Because it's very slow and, like, very plotting. And the thing is, when you watch a one, It's a Wonderful Life, you want to get to the part where he sees what his life would be like without him. But that's literally only ten minutes of this, like, two-hour-long movie. So you're just like... Really? Yeah, oh, God, it's barely any part of the movie. It's all about the bank and, like, where the money is and, like, the townspeople and, like... Really? And all of a sudden his brother that, goes That actually the... kind of makes me hate it already. Uh, yeah. It's like, I'm... I'm... <laughs> or when I watch it, because that's what everyone knows it by. It's like, yeah. okay, this is the story of a man finds out what uh, life would be like if he hadn't been born or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's, but... it's literally ten... I'd say at the very most 20 minutes of this two hour long movie. It's, it's, it's so dumb. I don't understand. Like, again, I don't know if I'm just hating it because this is how old movies were, but there's just like weird tangents that have nothing to do with the rest of the plot. At one point, his brother goes off to war and we have to see that whole thing. And it literally never comes up again. This movie, I just, I don't understand how it's become as classic as it has. I just, I don't know. Because they show it every year. I guess that's true. If you show people the same thing every year for 30 years of their lives, they'll be like, I like this movie. You don't, though. You don't like this movie. <laughs> I, if anyone listening to this has seen this movie and you think you like it, watch it again with the idea in your mind that people don't like this movie. And then think if you like this movie. <laughs> it's okay. That's actually, if that's you actually don't an like interesting uh, just approach to any movie. Just yeah. uh, thinking it has the opposite critical reception. Yeah. Not not that I think that we got on this whole topic because I do think there's like some kind of factor that like you're more inclined to like a movie if other people like it. Oh, for sure. Like for sure. like no matter what you do, like no one is completely can completely escape uh, groupthink. No, exactly. There's always, like, some semblance of it. And that's, when I watched Ant-Man again, I'm like, Aaron doesn't like this movie. And when I'm watching it, I'm seeing all these little things that I am sure you don't like about it. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> well, I guess I don't like this movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do, I do still like Ant-Man, but I just I can't get behind its wonderful life. I've only seen it twice. Maybe I need to watch it again, and maybe it'll click with me or something. But I just, I can't get over the fact that there are these weird tangents that are pointless to the movie. And the thing I want to see in this movie is at the very end, like, that doesn't make me want to watch the movie. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not really, really a big fan of Christmas movies to begin with, I guess. Other than <laughs> Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, if that counts. Yeah. Okay. Then oh, why would that count? I don't know. It's all about know. Christmas. Um, Die Hard. Die Hard, of course. Of course. <laughs> Die Hard counts. 
Anyway, that's my final pick for movies that I don't like that everyone does. And really, everyone likes this movie. I've never met anyone else, except for my sister. Me and my sister both equally hate the movie. (laughs) But, like, I've never met anyone else that doesn't like it. So, anyway, Aaron, what is your final pick for movies that you don't like that everyone else does? Okay, so this is a fairly recent film as well. And, uh... As well for the, my previous pick, not your previous pick, obviously. Right, right. It's anyway, I'm not sure if you've seen this one, but it's uh, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Oh, no, I didn't see that. I did want to, though. So don't spoil it for me, because I do want I, no, to. No, I, I won't spoil it, but it's one of those uh, like indie coming-of-age films, which is something I typically love. Like I love coming-of-age films. It's like one of my favorite yeah. uh, genres of movies in general, but then just this film really, I really thought I would like it because it, it felt like it would be very similar to a lot of movies, a lot of other movies I enjoy or whatever. But then I watched it and it was just so irritating. Like it's one <laughs> of those films. It's like, in, there's that certain style in uh, a lot of indie, uh, like coming of age movies nowadays that like, there's this uh, quirkiness, or whatever, right. like they try to be very, uh, just like quirky Seems and different, or whatever. And yeah, in, that's exactly the problem with this movie. Is just it's trying so hard to be quirky that it it just doesn't work. Like it's trying, it's trying way too hard. Okay. At uh, you know, uh, uh fitting into this genre or whatever. And then like it's based um, off of a book, right? I believe so. Okay. That sounds yeah, I think so because I think I heard that the uh the book and the movie ending are like a uh, like a tiny bit different, like not really okay. in terms of plot but like in tone, which is definitely something I thought was off was uh the tone towards the end of the movie didn't really fit with uh what the movie was set out to do. Like uh like so like one thing early on in this movie is like they do this thing where it's like you may have heard, like, a story like this before, and then they say, like, this is not one of those stories. And then it turns out to be it one just, of those stories. And it turns out to be one of those stories. And it's just, it's one of those movies that thinks it's being so unique, so clever, mm-hmm. so quirky, mm-hmm. and yet you just, you can see through everything, and it just comes off as just really, really hollow and really pretentious and overly sentimental when it doesn't need to be. Okay. And so I I think I, I one I think I was just very let down by this movie because I really love a lot of other movies in the genre and then this one is just a very poor example of it. All right. Mural and the Dying Girl. It sucks according to Aaron. <laughs> no. Um I will end up still seeing it I think cuz it, it I was going to see it. They have like a not drive-in movies, but just movies in the city or whatever, and they play them on the side of a building. And they were supposed to be playing it one night. We went to it, and they, they're they like, it's not out on DVD yet. Sorry, we didn't think that through. I'm like, what? And they ended up showing Big Hero 6 instead, which I like Big Hero 6, so I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. Big Hero 6 is, it's it's all right. It didn't, it didn't deserve the Oscar over... Oh, uh, no. How to Train Your Dragon 2. Oh, wait, what? What? This was Lego the year before movie. the Lego movie. The Lego movie wasn't nominated. So, it, it, the Lego movie, yeah. Who, the Lego who movie cares about either of those movies when the Lego movie got snubbed? 
Okay, I'm saying like once, once I accepted the fact that the Lego Movie oh, got okay. snubbed, despite how much I hated it. My second choice was How to Train Your Dragon Two. I've not seen then, either of those movies, so you you should you should. Okay. The second one was actually better than the first one. Well, that's surprising. The rare better sequel. What? Aren't they making a three? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Probably will be better even still, right? That's how the rule of we'll works. <laughs> well, Toy Story 3, at least, I guess. <clears throat> that's true. Anyway, that's the end of this topic. Um, you guys are getting an extra long episode Apparently. This, this week. Because we've been going for an hour on this topic alone. <laughs> but we'll keep you it. Might we'll... To, you might need to do some heavy editing. Nah. We'll um, see. This will be... Uh, I mean, I feel like it works for talking for an hour because this is something that we genuinely care about and we know, like, we know what we're talking about. We're not talking about video but game will, movies where we're coming up with something. other people care because they're just our <laughs> terrible opinions? Yes. They're just like, <laughs> our, our, we're showing our terrible taste people, in movies. Oh, come on. You know the internet. People love hearing things that make them upset, and then taking to the internet about it and be like, these people are dumb. <laughs> they insulted Donald Trump on their podcast. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the tried true topic, the upcoming movies of the week. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming. Aaron, like I said in the very beginning of the show, if people remember... There is a Pixar movie coming out this week. There is indeed. Finding Dory. But it is also a Pixar sequel. So... Which are hit or miss. Which are hit or miss. So it's hard to tell. Because, you know... I love Finding Nemo. I don't think it's one of Pixar's best. I think a lot of people put it as one of their best. I think it's It's probably in in the middle of their work. Or whatever. I thought you hated it. I thought you had said like you hated it. Or I said like. it's one of the most overrated Pixar movies. I didn't oh, say I okay. hate Finding Nemo. I hate yeah, Lion I, I, would, <laughs> <laughs> I would agree that uh, it is it it is overrated. So People it's act like, like it's the second coming of Jesus. They're like, oh, Finding Nemo. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so- like we've seen. Like, the Pixar sequels so far, far like we've said, have been hit or miss. Like, the Toy Story sequels, oh, both okay. excellent, better than the first one. Yep. And, but then, Monsters University, I, I, I enjoy it. A lot of people, I don't know, are more it, mixed, I, I can understand. It, it's definitely not their best. It's no, definitely not their sure. worst, which is Cars 2. <laughs> but... And then, yes, uh, Cars 2. Yeah. And I think in some ways Cars 2 and Finding Dory are actually comparable because they're they're taking a secondary character from the first film and making them the main protagonist of the sequel. <sighs> and in Cars 2, we saw that that didn't work out very well, especially yeah. because Mater doesn't work as a main character. He only works as the comedic foil for the main yeah. character. And the thing with Dory is like... It would be like if Disney was like, hey, you guys like Frozen, right? Let's make an Olaf spinoff film. <laughs> like, what works in small doses will not work for a full film, in my opinion. Like, even though I don't really agree that Olaf works in small doses, but <laughs> that's just my opinion. Not, not you're hating on Olaf? 
oh my god, I'm gonna be murdered. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. And, I, I, but, and then I think another thing to be like cautious about is like the plot feels too similar, you know? I, yeah, it's I agree. like from everything we've seen, it looks like it's the same kind of you know journey across the ocean, meeting a bunch of uh, other sea creatures, a bunch of other weird sea creatures or whatever. Yeah, and it's like. I don't know. It's like, I d- I'm definitely excited for the film because it is Pixar, but at yeah. the same time, it's like I don't think Finding Nemo needed a sequel. I agree. I agree. It, that's that is one of those movies that's just like let what people love just alone, just just let it let it live off in its little watery world of sorts. But it's like, and even though it is Pixar, Pixar has not been on that great of a role recently. Like Inside Out, of course. Huh? But then, I always said Inside Out. Yeah, I mean, other than Inside Out, yeah, of course. Inside Out was amazing. But But then the uh, Good Dinosaur was... Good Dinosaur. I didn't really like Brave at all. I I just... It was okay. It's okay. I just... I feel like Pixar doesn't really have the same, like it's Pixar anymore, you know? Like, you're gonna love this movie. It's Pixar. Like, yeah, ever, back when they were making... Cars 2. Yeah, Ratatouille and Wally and, uh, of course, Toy Story. But, uh, and Up and Toy Story 3, they oh, just up, had... Like, yes, Up. They just had such a long <sighs> of huge critical successes or whatever, and then Cars yeah. 2 just brought everything to a screeching halt, and, like, they've never... They haven't been able Whoa, to... Whoa, that was... But, that oh, was I didn't even... A screeching oh, man. I love it. Look at I that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but maybe. Maybe it will be good. I mean, yeah. it has it has everything working against it. But if they can pull this movie off, better more better for them, I guess, you know? And I feel like, at the very least, it will turn out like Monsters University did, where yeah. it's not necessary in any sense, but it's still enjoyable. Exactly. Plus, D from Always Sunny is in it, so, I mean, maybe that'll... Oh, really? Yeah, she plays, like, a whale or something. (laughs) She should have played a bird. Let's just be honest. (laughs) Um, Anyway, let's move on to the next movie uh, of the week, Central Intelligence, starring Kevin Hart and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Although, I think he just wants to be called Dwayne Johnson now, right? I always just call him The Rock. Yeah. He'll he'll always be The Rock. (sighs) Even, this is... even though I, I was never a huge wrestling fan, but he'll be well, no. the rock. Well, he's always the rock, because that's what we always knew him as, as kids, you know? So, um, this is one of those movies that this trailer is getting shoved down everyone's throats. <laughs> like, you're gonna love this movie! You're like, no, stop! I don't want to see it! I don't know. Like, okay, okay. The tagline, though... The tagline, that tagline is, is really fantastic. Really. That is genius. Whoever came up with that, they just, deserve just to give be them promoted. all the money, all the money. <laughs> Promotion on them. I just, I just, I don't know. It, I, when I saw the trailer the first time, I'm like, okay, this looks okay. I, I might see it. So then the next time, because it's oh, it's before every single movie that that's ever playing, because it hits the maybe, acting. Maybe the movies you watch. I don't know. I haven't seen any trailers for it on the big screen. Oh, really? I saw it before Civil War and X-Men and... Oh, wow. Um, Popstar? I think, yeah, Popstar. Because Popstar it hits, seems comparable. It hits action and comedy, so, you know, you kind of... 
mix them together. I think even Batman v Superman had it before it, which was way <laughs> early. But um, it just feels like it's it never seems like a good sign when they're trying to like shove something down your throat and be like, watch this. You need to watch this. Like just. I feel that, trying to get you to like it. I don't know. I feel like that's how all movie marketing turns out nowadays. It's like the outside of movies that I'm like very, very excited for, like I can't get enough of, like, you know, like a Marvel film or like a, a Star Wars film. Like I'm, I'm going to soak up all the marketing for that. But like any other movie, the closer and closer it gets to the release date, the more the marketing builds up. It just it's everywhere. And it's so annoying. And then you're always you're always thinking about like how prevalent this movie was, like how inescapable it was. And then as soon as it comes out, it's like it's gone. It's gone. It's like yeah. You completely exactly. forget it ever existed, kind of thing. Like um, and I enjoy Kevin Hart's Kevin Hart's stand up. I think he's a funny enough guy. I think he's pretty yeah. likable too. He's just a likable guy. But... And The Rock is extremely. Oh likable. yeah, extremely. Um, but just Kevin Hart just does not have a great track record with movies just in general. Like the um, ride along does, films, yeah, like the ride along films. But doesn't he do like, I feel like what one year he did like five or six different films in like yeah. the same year or whatever. Like none of them turned out all that great. I thought the one was got like critical acclaim. I haven't gotten around to see it, but I wanted to see it. I don't remember the name of it though. I think it was like maybe top five or something. Oh, is that that's Chris Rock? Oh, was that Chris Rock? It's Chris Rock, yeah. Okay, then what's the one I'm thinking of with Kevin Hart? Well, he was in Get Hard, which was awful. Just not Get Hard. No. Worst films I've ever seen. Um, I don't know, man. Look it, look it up. I'll, I'll continue. I'm, I'm trying to look it up. Um, so Central Intelligence is about uh, not not the Wedding Ringer, not that one. <laughs> no, no, that's the one with Olaf. <laughs> um. Oh, that is with Jeff. and and Hurley, Hurley from Lost. Um. But yeah, Central Intelligence is about. Dwayne Dwayne Johnson's character was like a big nerd in high school, and then he like grows up to be. Uh, oh no, he a, wasn't. He was in top five. He was in top five. Isn't Kevin Chris Hart Rock was in top the, five. Chris Rock, Chris Rock like is the, uh, the lead, made. but uh, okay. Kevin Hart was in it. Yeah. Okay, I didn't because I was I was looking at his uh, filmography the other day because I wanted to know what year it was that he did like five or six movies, and then I saw that top five was one of them, and yeah. I remembered that that was a movie that sounded interesting. Yeah, that one. That one's supposed to be pretty good. But, yeah, anyway, it's about Dwayne Johnson being a CIA agent, and then his friend he, from high school, or whatever, the only person he respected from high school or something like that, um, he's trying to get him to help him solve a case for the CIA. And it looks decently funny, like there are some jokes that are funny in the trailer, but I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where, like, the, the only funny parts are in the trailer, and mm -hmm. you don't really care about anything else, and... I don't really know much about it other than this one trailer that they keep shoving into F before every movie. But I got I gotta say, the uh, CGI fat uh, rock, fat rock is yeah. just nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's just oh, it really terrifying. Is. It is. I mean, the CGI has definitely improved since the first trailer, but that yeah. the, the the very first trailer they put out when that was like the tag <laughs> at the end, it was just. Like how how is this supposed to promote your film? How is this supposed to get me to go see your film? Because this is just so terrifying. Oh, it was it was really scary. <laughs> but like but like I've heard that uh, 
that kind of ties into like some kind of a uh, anti-bullying message that's like the center of it or whatever like the rock's been tweeting about that or something right so you know that's cool that's a good message yeah so maybe so I, if it turns out to be at least decent i'll probably go see it i that would make two movies this week that i should see three three i probably won't see it in theaters no i probably will just i'll probably catch it like sometime on cable in like five yeah. years from now i just i don't know i just typically don't watch a lot of comedy movies i think it's like maybe the genre i watch the least from unless we're counting like romance or whatever like oh, I, I watch rom-coms i watch rom-coms but not straight up romance <laughs> what's the last rom-com you watched what's the last rom-com i watched yeah i don't know i don't know about the very last one i watched well what's the mo- what's the most recent one you can remember or can think of off the top most- of your head I can think of a ton off the top of my head. Oh my god, can't... never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be a quick aside. <laughs> Have you seen Brooklyn? It's not a I have not seen Brooklyn yet. Movie. Brooklyn is the uh, only uh, Best Picture nominee from last year I haven't seen oh yet. God, it's so good. It's very, very good. Um, yeah, that's Central, Intelli- Inchel- uh, <laughs> Central, Central Intelligence. Central Intelligence. Um, it turns out to be good. Go for it, people. I mean, I, don't know. I you can do whatever you want with your life. You can go see Warcraft again, I guess. I was going to. I didn't. I thought that was a bad decision to see Warcraft. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to uh, our next topic, which we have in the same place as last week. The what have we been watching topic. This is about the thrill of wearing another man's skin. Feeling his innermost wants and desires. Bueller. Bueller. Aaron, would you like to go first on this one? I would definitely like to go first because I just watched the most amazing movie of the year. You know, number one movie of the year, and that is Gods of Egypt. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Why did you do this to yourself? It, 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 it... It finally got to Redbox, and oh, yeah. Yeah. so I I convinced my dad to get it, and oh my goodness, it's just the most bizarre movie <laughs> I've seen in a long while. Like, just like the whole time you're watching this, it's just so unbelievable that this is got made. You know, especially for the amount of you know amount of money spent on it. Like, I think it was like a hundred forty million dollar budget, and okay. it's just it's ridiculous it's it's convoluted it's you know like it's a complete mess of storytelling and characters and it's just it's it's weird because it's like this odd rhythm to the whole thing that's just makes it so bizarre like it's not it's not a movie that like lags ever but instead it just has like this weird like there's a lot of uh in the character interactions there's like a lot of back and forth banter that's actually a lot of like it's very quick and whatever mm-hmm. but like the the dialogue is also terrible and like the <laughs> some of the responses like don't make any sense whatsoever yeah but it's just like it's like there's some kind of semblance of a like an actual film here but then there's just something slightly off that just makes sense. The whole thing's off the rails. Yeah. And it just makes it such a bizarre viewing experience. Okay. Well, that's sounds awful. I don't know why you would do that to yourself, but <laughs> it was, it was, but yeah, I'm just, I'm Aaron, just joking about being one of the best films. It's definitely one of the worst, but, but Aaron, 
Yeah. That camera, though. What camera? The camera oh, that yeah. they used to shoot it with. Uh, uh, to to, to, uh, to uh, explain, we were me and Lacey played that uh, The Fault in Your Stars game that we do at the end of the podcast. Uh, we were playing that on our own outside the podcast, and one of the reviews I sent him was one for Gods of Egypt that labeled it five stars. And he's and the reviewer said something about like he didn't care that the story and everything was so terrible. He just loved that it was the first film to use this new type of camera. I don't I don't remember what it was, what type of camera it was, but he just goes on and so on about all the technicals. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, how can you be? that like well informed about the filmmaking process <laughs> and yet also you know thinks that gods of egypt is a five-star movie it's like <laughs> those things don't mix oh god well all right gods of egypt what else what else, what else have you been watching uh <sighs> not a whole lot i also watched uh joy which oh, is okay. the new uh, David O. Russell film, whatever. And, I don't know, it wasn't very good, I suppose. That's what I've heard. I just, it, it's kind of like, it's supposed to be a, like, uh, just the story of the woman who invented the miracle mop. And then, but then, like, sometime into production, David O. Russell said, like, oh, I'm, it's actually going to be, like, a movie dedicated to all the powerful uh women in my life or whatever and then like you watch the film and like the first half feels like it's trying to take that uh like a uh, powerful dynamic women approach and but then the second half feels just like a generic uh biopic uh story of her life and then it's like both of them and then together it makes it feel like david o russell wasn't actually very enthusiastic about the material like, he, like when he originally pitched the film or whatever, he thought he was going to be very enthusiastic about it. But then he, like, in production, it, he couldn't find the right approach that he actually that would actually make it uh, enjoyable for him to make. So it kind of yeah. just feels like there's no energy to it at all. Like, ironically, okay. there's no joy in it. No joy know? in joy. What? Oh, man. I like David O. Russell too, though. So I mean, I feel like most of most critics do. That's probably why it got as high of uh, as high as, as high as good of reviews as it did. I don't know. Like it wasn't. I feel like it's overwhelmingly. Less bad, it's less a bad film and more uh, a uh, bad David O. Russell film. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I mean, I watched Silver Linings Playbook for the, like the first time this year and that was like i was like holy crap why did i not watch this before it was so good loved silver linings playbook so it's kind of sad to think that he i mean like i don't know i don't know what i'm even saying anymore but i just uh i wish he would have put more joy into joy there we go let's just let's just end on that because i'm <sighs> show's over folks <laughs> um anyway anything else i mean uh not really like more always yep more always say thank you because um, you need to mention Always Sunny because I love putting Always Sunny quotes into the lead-ins for topics because it's oh. <laughs> always, always fun. Okay, so yeah, Always Sunny. <laughs> I'm in season seven. Oh, wow. Remember? 
okay. where exactly I'm. Yeah, like last podcast, I don't remember. I think I was like in the end of season six, though, so I haven't oh, actually watched. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm at uh, season seven, episode nine. Okay, which is uh, the gang gets trapped. The gang's plan to extract an artifact from a residence. Oh, mm-hmm. right. home. I like that one anyway, a lot. So, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the the show is. I don't know. I hope it's not like on a downward spiral, but no, it no. almost feels like it's running out of steam a little. The thing is, it, it feels once... like I don't know. I just I think season four was the high point, and now it's like it's not. I wouldn't say it's bad. I mean, I think uh, Frank's brother, which was earlier oh, this yeah, season, I, I would argue that's a bad episode of the it show. Is. But uh, it definitely feels like there's they're running out of ideas. I don't know, outside of a few bright spots. Well, the thing is, with that show, um, the beginning seasons are really good, and then, like like you said, season four is insanely good, um, and then they kind of just try to replicate that up until about season nine, and then season nine, ten, eleven are just absurd in every way. Like, they don't even care anymore. They're just like, this makes no sense. We're going to make an episode about it. Let's do it. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's when it gets really good. Especially because in season 11, there are just so many episodes that have no bearing on anything whatsoever. Like, there's one episode they just go skiing. That's just what happens in the episode. And it's like, okay. okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's really interesting. But, uh, yeah, season seven's kind of rough. Uh, is that the same season where they um they go to, like, some charity event for animals or whatever, and then they get stranded in the woods, and then Charlie... Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. what you're talking I, about. Now. I yeah. really like that one, but other than that, season seven's kind of rough. Okay, anyway. so maybe it's just a lull or whatever. Yeah. But then again, we don't necessarily have the same types of humor <laughs> all the time. So maybe the absurdity of the later seasons won't tickle you like it tickles me. <laughs> that sounded weird, but, you know, whatever. All right. So um, I have been watching things this week. I've been watching a lot of things. <laughs> Not really. Two things. Um. Other than Hail Caesar, which I already talked about at the beginning of the podcast. I don't need to talk about it again. But um, I watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off for the first time ever today. Um, it was playing uh, the, the movie theater by my house. has this thing called Flashback Cinema, where they play a classic movie every Sunday and Wednesday. And this week it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Next week is Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then it's E.T., Jaws. Um, Jurassic Park, Gremlins, and Back to the Future. So they're just like those, playing. Yeah, those are all excellent picks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, man. I can't I, believe you've never seen that. I can't before. believe it either. Now that I've seen it, um, it was it was outstanding. I liked it a lot. Um, I still think Breakfast Club is probably John Hughes' best film. Oh yeah, I would definitely agree. But. I did really like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, it was very funny from the beginning to end, which I think is good. Uh, a good sign that a movie will stand the test of time if this movie was made 30 years ago. And it's still funny to this day. Uh, the humor still relates to people of this day and age. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So also, Lacey, 
Oh, yeah. They see? Yep. You gotta remember, Cameron is the villain. Cameron is the villain. Rudy is the fool. Right. Yes, yes. <sighs> it's good that you got the proper int- introduction to this film before you saw it. <laughs> yes. So you could understand exactly. who, the, who the characters are, who yep. they line up to in Shakespeare dramatic theory or whatever. Yes, yep. Um, I don't, yeah. The movie is all about Cameron, though, which was kind of interesting, I think. Well, you know there's, like, a popular theory that, like, Ferris Bueller doesn't actually exist, and it's just, like, something Cameron uh, made up or whatever, a person Cameron (laughs) made up or whatever to, like, deal with him, like, his uh, problems or whatever. And that's why uh, Ferris Bueller's life is, like, so outlandish and, like, you know, just surreal or whatever, and then his life is just, you know... It sucks, like his dad's terrible or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's like a, that's like a popular theory about the I've film. Never, or whatever. Well, I mean, I've never seen. Well, I mean, you've just seen the film. Yeah. So I, that's, like I like that theory off. though. That's interesting. That would make sense, you know, that scene where he's he's talking with Sloane. That's her name, right? Sloane. I think Ferris's so. girlfriend, when he's in the parade or whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. Um, but yeah. I just, there's something very enchanting about that movie where it's just like this guy gets away with whatever he wants and just does whatever. He's running through people's houses and like he stops at, at these girls who are just, you know, sunbathing or whatever. He's just like, he runs past them. Then he just walks back. He's like, hi, my name's Ferris. They don't freak out or anything. They're just like, oh, hi. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very, um, it's a very good film. If you haven't watched it, and if you're like me and you're dumb and you haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off yet, um, definitely watch that. It was a very good movie. Also watch uh, You're the Worst. You're the Worst, So yes, you can also. understand the proper interpretation yes, of exactly. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> God, that movie, I'm pretty sure, I'm not, when did the PG-13 rating come into? That was 84? 84 with Gremlins, right? It was no, it was well. It was a combination of uh, and... Poltergeist, okay. uh, Temple of Doom, and I think maybe Gremlins. Okay. Was like, and I think those were all '84 movies. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the PG-13 movie came out like a year or two later okay. after that. Well, I was gonna say if this was before the PG-13 rating, it, it's <laughs> it's totally not a PG movie. Oh yeah, like um... like all. Uh... All old movies, like the ratings, just don't yeah. line up to what they would be now or whatever, exactly. just because the standards were uh, different. Because kids can't watch anything nowadays. They must have movies like the Angry Birds movie and <laughs> other. Actually, I, I I came across this like the other day, but like uh, last year, only like three movies were rated G. Three movies? Yeah, like three. One was like uh, the Monkey Kingdom documentary, oh, like Disney Nature, and that barely counts. <laughs> And I forget what the second one was, but then the third one was uh, the Peanuts movie. Oh, that was G. I would have assumed. Yeah, that was that was rated G. Hmm. I mean, there's nothing. Well, no, I I, maybe maybe fantasy violence for like the uh, Red Baron oh, sequence yeah. or something. That's it's like the most they could stretch too intense it. for children. <laughs> um. Anyway, but yeah, it's it's just weird because you think like uh G, like G movies are like more common like you would think a bunch of kids movies would be rated g but apparently they're all rated pg now for whatever that means Hmm. it's not like the pg movies are like crazy like over the top over g though like i bet some pg movies if i wouldn't if i don't know the rating i bet i would assume were g you know Mm -hmm. so 
that's a thing. Anyway, <laughs> but, um, the, uh, well, speaking of something that is definitely PG and something that I've been watching this past week, Game of Thrones, <laughs> the most oh, PG yeah. show I've ever seen. <laughs> Yo, no. Very uh, family friendly. Oh, totally. No. Um, I, I started Game of Thrones on Aaron's request um, because, you know, it's always talking about Game of Thrones, how good it is. You actually never talk about Game of Thrones. Not on this podcast. I suppose I could. We have once or twice, but... um, Yeah, I started it. I'm three... No, four episodes in. I was watching the episode four last night, and I was starting to fall asleep. So I'm like, well, let's watch the rest tomorrow. So I'll watch that tonight. Um, But it's it's so good. (laughs) It's so good. And I don't know why, because, like, nothing has happened in these four episodes. But I'm loving it. I'm, like, soaking in every detail. I'm like, oh... You know, Jon Snow, he's at the wall, and then you got Arya, who's, like, learning how to sword fight with that guy, and I'm like, oh, this show is so good, and I don't understand why. <sighs> and then, then, um, 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 Amelia, Car- Amelia, Car- ah, Amelia Clark's character, what's yes. her name? Uh, Daenerys. Daenerys. Um, her brother or whatever, like, gets, like, a whip wrapped around his neck or whatever. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. kill him. Kill him. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's it's an interesting show. It's uh, The nudity is more than a little uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, it's definitely the most prevalent in the first season, and then it gets progressively toned down throughout the show. So it kind of it feels like, you know, like, when they first started, part of it was you know, world building, like, showing how women are treated in the society, and yeah. of course it's a little off-putting that they're treated that way, so it becomes a little yeah. unpleasant to watch, but, and then another part is just kind of like, I'm sure they were trying to hook viewers early in, yeah, and, you definitely. know, for a lot of viewers. I don't understand actually, why, just, it's so unnecessary, like, especially, um, um, What's his name? The guy that Daenerys marries. Khal Drogo? Yeah, Khal Drogo, his people. Like, all of them are naked. I'm like, this doesn't need to be this way. Like, I understand what you're trying to say. They're, like, a more free and, like, into, like, nature or whatever. But I don't... It's like, nope, I don't need to see that. I'm okay. Like, I, <laughs> I can... Nope, I don't need that in my TV shows. Thank you. But, um, I don't know. It's a good show, though. I really like it. I really like the characters, and I'm excited to see where it goes. And I'm sure pretty soon someone's going to die that I really like, and it's going to be really sad. Oh, most certainly. (sighs) If you could get through that show without a character you like dying, then (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I just want Joffrey to burn in the pits of hell forever. (laughs) Oh, that little prick. Um, Anyway. That's all we've been watching this week. Uh, now we will move on to the one and the only uh, ranking segment for the week. Or do you oh, think? Okay. We, um, do you want to just skip the ranking segment this week, and we can do that next week when David's here? And that way, I mean, we're running at, at an hour and forty minutes at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah. You're gonna... <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Do it. Let's do it. No, let's just do it. I feel like you and I are really. We probably have. Close to this. Uh, I don't know. What is it? Star Wars? Yeah, Star Wars. All right. All right. You ready for this lesson? Ready. Star Wars ranking. Let's go. Now, this is pod racing. conversation anyway. I love you. I know. All right. Episode five. Okay. 
number one, right? Yes. All right. Episode five. We can agree. Episode five. Episode five, number one. Episode four. I agree, yes. Episode four, number two. Okay, here is where I think we're going to disagree, though. Episode six. Oh, no, Aaron, no. Okay. Then, then episode seven, then episode three, then episode one, then episode two. I agree on all the prequels. So our only discrepancy is with six and seven, where those belong. All right, well, let's just make cases for the movies that we like better. Would you like to go first for episode six? Sure. So, well, basically, basically, uh, the reason I decided that I wanted to put six ahead of seven was that I feel like, I think, I think seven is a good movie. Certainly a great movie, maybe. I was going to say, no, it's a great film. It's definitely. Well, yeah, but even, even six, I think, I mean, it's, it's in that weird position where it's like, you can see why some things are considered flaws, but then at the same time, like, there's such classic elements that uh, you can also consider it a great film. Like, everything in that movie has become so iconic that it basically becomes a great movie, despite some of its flaws. But but, uh, basically, the reason I put six ahead of seven is I think a lot of stuff in seven, a lot of the uh, quality of it depends on how it's resolved, you know? Like there's a lot of mysteries that are brought about in seven. Okay. Like who's who uh, Ray's parents are, and like all this stuff with uh Snoke and uh the whole Jedi Academy Luke tries to start, and all this stuff. A lot of it is set up for episodes eight and nine, mm-hmm. and without knowing how it turns out, it's it's hard to say that it's going to be better than six because you know it's like six is the culmination of the trilogy it's tying together all these threads or whatever and you get that final confrontation between luke and darth vader and the emperor or whatever and uh and so like that's the culmination of all these threads it's a very powerful moment for the whole uh series whereas seven it's like it's a lot of great stuff in it but then at the same time a lot of it could turn out Poorly. I'm not saying it's going to turn out poorly. I mean, I trust the people behind these movies or whatever. But right. until then, I don't know if I can say it's a better film than uh, the original trilogy. Okay. And I, I hear what you're saying with that. But this goes back to my argument about uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1. Where that just because... So it presented all these mysteries about Peter's parents or whatever in Amazing Spider-Man 1 that were never resolved. But just because it was never resolved doesn't lower the quality of those mysteries to begin with. And I know you don't think Amazing Spider-Man's good, so this might I be almost, a bad... I almost excluded Amazing Spider-Man in my uh, movies I hate that everyone else apparently loves. I don't think I don't think everyone loves Amazing Spider-Man. But yeah, I think I think the conversation has like shifted. When it, when it first came out, everyone thought it was amazing. Yeah. But like when Amazing Spider-Man two came out, like a bunch of people backtracked on that and came around to the proper opinion no um but (laughs) that's that's just the thing is like even if this these mysteries are resolved horribly um that doesn't lower the quality of the setup of the mysteries which is basically what seven is um i agree i agree though with what you're saying that it could end up horrible but then 
It's like I don't disagree with you on this. Which it's like six and seven can flop, and I don't care where which which one ends up where because I think they're both great movies. But um, I think specifically with seven. Let me let, wait. Let me go back. <clears throat> I think with the original trilogy, to say that if Seven's mysteries are resolved poorly, it will lower the quality of the original trilogy. Or no, it'll lower the quality of Seven, sorry. I'm mixing up my movies. <clears throat> but that would be to say, like, the, the original trilogy is amazing. Now let's show you where they all came from. And, like, just because those movies are awful doesn't mean that it lowers the quality of the, the original three. But in a way it does. In a, like, it doesn't make them suddenly bad movies, but at the same time, now you can't help but, uh, you know, think about... It, you think about, like, all the uh, ways the uh, continuity, like, doesn't line up properly or whatever, or, like, all the disappointing backstories to things or whatever. Okay, but, but have you heard the theory about Boba Fett? I have. And, and it's amazing! Be, oh. That would be a lot better. I want that so bad. There's but no guarantee that that's, uh... What's, you know, that's that's uh, official or whatever. Right. So instead, you can easily watch that film and think, oh, he has Boba Fett looks cool, but he has this really terrible, disappointing Boba backstory. Just a, just a clone that didn't grow, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. So I think I can agree with your your list of five, four, six, seven, three, one, two. Two is undeniably the worst. Of course, it's I so mean, bad. It could people bounce. Don't talk about it enough. People, you know, uh, automatically jump to one mainly because of Jar Jar, which is obviously Agreed. a fair critique. Yeah. yeah, it's he's awful. Everyone knows this. It's it's like an established fact. We don't even have it to really prove is a that. Fact. There is no, but two is basic just, science that proves it. Two is just the worst. Yeah, at least one had pod racing, which I think is awesome. I don't know if you think. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good scene. Yeah. Obviously, all these movies can have good scenes within them, but yeah, still be. I don't bad know. Movies. I don't know if two has anything that's of, rede- of redeeming quality, though. If I'm being not, honest, not particularly. Like, nothing, like, jumps out at me, and I'm like, oh, that was awesome. There's just a bunch of talking, and then he talks to the people with the long necks. Then they catch the bounty hunter, and they just talk for a little bit, and then she kills herself. And then they do this, and they talk some more. And then he finds Count Dooku, yeah. and then he talks none, at none him. Of it's, none of it's good. None <laughs> of it's none. It's, like, none of it's, like, iconic. You know, like, I always talk about, like, everything in Episode Six is iconic. Yeah. Even if it's, even if people, like, hate on the Ewoks or whatever. Yeah. They're still iconics. I don't but... understand hating on the Ewoks, if I'm being honest. I think they're cool. Whatever. I like the, I like the Ewoks, too, so. <laughs> Alright, well, there's our official ranking. Uh, five, four, six, uh, seven. Sorry. Three, one, two. There we go. As our official ranking for the Star Wars films. Now, we will move on to the bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Garbage day! Um, Aaron, since David is not with us tonight, you said you would pick out one, right? Uh, sure, but I, I didn't think of one. I was actually searching, <laughs> like, while we were doing the Star Wars discussion, but... I don't know. I think since we're running overtime, yeah. I'm just going to say that 
the bad movie of the week is Jason X. Okay. And I've already, I've already talked about Jason X. I've exactly. already explained why you should watch this. So just... Bad movie of the week, Jason X. We talked about it. Go watch it. Yep. Because it's fantastic. It's I ridiculous. Think that's, that's a fine use of the bad movie of the week, it's, if I'm being it's honest. It's over the top. It, w- it was going to be one of my picks anyway, but since we already talked about this episode, there we yep. go. We'll include it. All right. Well, then that moves us <laughs> right along to The Fault in Your Stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. The music's bad and you should feel bad. Aaron, you have uh, the review this week, too. So Man, I'm just doing everything this week. You know? Yeah, I know, right? Oh, gosh. I could have thought of one, but you know way more bad movies than me. So That's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, so, okay. So I guess you're all alone on this one. I am. But you might get... Uh, I have two here, because okay. I have one, but it's very vague. So you I'm just not needed sure. to include it. <laughs> I'm not sure it has, if it has enough information to... Uh, for you to get the uh, film it's talking about. So I have two. All right. All right. So Let's here's the first one. So this is half a star. Okay. okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> Let's ready? just get right into it. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. First <laughs> there's dialogue. Then there's unfunny jokes. Then there's dialogue. Then there's unfunny jokes. Then there's dialogue. The characters act like they're bleep drunk. That bleep is actually their bleep, but it's not my bleep. Oh, interesting. Like, their bleep drunk. This movie also insulted how smart I am, with a scene where a kid walks up to blank, and the parents aren't concerned about it. They don't even show the parents. Oh my god, what kind of parents would let them run around a place <laughs> with anarchy? <laughs> I think I have an idea. But read me the second one. Okay, okay. Alright, so this is... This one... You're going to get it. This one, you're definitely going to get wait, it for, no, but... Okay. Wait, can I guess before, and you then guess if I'm first. wrong, you can okay, read yes. the second one? Yes, is it e. that sounds good. Uh, no, actually. Oh, wow, alright. But, okay, so... Um, alright, let's, let's... Here's the second, the second review. One. You're going to get it after this one, though. Okay. okay. So this is one and a half star. One, oh, wow, okay. a little bit higher on this one. <laughs> one more no star. No anarchy. No anarchy this time. Okay. Alright, alright. Uh, I guess these ratings here were mostly given by SF freaks. Too, too many characters who all have names like my medication. So the blue guy maybe was the best. Smiley face. Uninteresting story. Just didn't care anymore after 30 minutes. Raccoon cute. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> So it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It is indeed what, Guardians of the what Galaxy. What is the first reviewer referencing in that film? There's a scene where uh, they're at nowhere, and uh, like they're walking to uh, the collector or whatever yeah. to uh, trade the orb off or whatever, and then Groot sees a child, and the child's like kind of scared of him, and then he like throws a flower out of his yeah, hand okay. or something, and hands it to her or something. But then I have no idea why this is a complaint of theirs. <laughs> wait, they're you... making such a big deal. Of... Okay, okay. the first one again? I really want to hear it in the context. The whole, the whole thing or just the, uh, just just the, the whole part? Thing. <laughs> whole thing. Okay. Dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. First there's dialogue, then there's unfunny jokes, then there's dialogue, then there's unfunny jokes, <laughs> then there's dialogue. Because dialogue is a horrible thing for a movie to have. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, the characters act like they're bleep drunk. And they use the wrong there as I well. I mean, 
Rat Rocket Raccoon is drunk in one of those scenes. So I mean, okay. That's, again, I, not a critique. No, You're just stating facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie also insulted how smart I am with a scene where a kid walks up to Groot. <laughs> the parents aren't concerned about it. They don't even show the parents. Oh my god, what kind of parents would let them run around a place with anarchy? Oh my god. Oh my god. That that's not even insulting. How is that insulting his his intelligence? I don't know. Oh my god. I I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, Gardens of the Galaxy. Don't don't watch it. Don't watch it. It'll insult your intelligence. And there's too much dialogue, guys. Too much. Can't have dialogue in your films. No. You gotta be like Michael Bay. Just all explosions. No, there's dialogue in it. It just is completely awful in every way. I don't don't think it comes as dialogue. Oh, okay. I don't don't know. I I don't consider it dialogue. If it's just Shia LaBeouf acting to himself, is it... Can it count if he's just acting to nothing? <laughs> Optimus Prime in this guy? Uh-huh. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching this, or watching, listening to this super long episode <laughs> of um, Reboot Already Underway. We, I, I started it a little bit late, so we're probably running at like two hours for this episode. Oh, wow. But that's okay. Um, we, I, we think, I think this is why we need David. I know. He really David. does keep <laughs> us on track. So, David... Um, if you're listening to this, we we need you, buddy. <laughs> come back, <laughs> come back to us. Um, but thanks, for, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you listen to this whole thing, you're crazy awesome. Thank you, thank you for your awesome response to the um, most recent episode about X Men. Um, as of listening right now, or as of listening, as of recording this podcast right now, we are at 80 listens, and I haven't checked if those are full listens, but either way. 80 people clicked on it. Two people re- reposted it with like a retweet or whatever. And then one person liked it. So thank you people who did that. Um, we are very grateful for you for listening because we do, we enjoy doing this, but it is also work to <laughs> edit this at times. So thank you for um, enjoying what we do. Hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> I guess we'll learn how much they enjoy it. If they clicked on this two hour long podcast and, listen to it anyway thank you guys um you can catch aaron at little flame dude on twitter um and also at this clever blog name is already taken he should be writing a review soon aaron Get maybe up, uh, yeah i haven't gotten to the theaters <laughs> no, it's, in a it's while all right. i'm sorry it's all good no don't i'm just giving you crap <laughs> oh, oh well, yeah if there's if there's a chance of you writing another review soon what well, what will it be of do you have any idea probably finding dory that's i'll go i'll go see finding dory for sure all right, well, then look for that. Um, also, uh, even though David is not with us, you can check him out at DBEX15. Um, send him some love. Just tell him that you love him on the podcast, and hopefully he will uh, be better to be on next week. Um, and you can find me at Jake Lace. Nope. Yes, Jake Lace. Um, <laughs> I have too many names for everything. <laughs> um, Jake Lace on... Um, Tumblr. Tumblr. Thank you. Thank you. I write reviews sometimes. Not as often as Aaron, but from time to time. Um, also, you can find me at Jacob Scott Music on Twitter. And also, uh, just to finish this whole uh, plugs section up, we created a Twitter page for Reboot Already Underway. 
Uh, we post behind the scenes stuff, uh, a little bit of editing, things that I clips that I've been using uh, as in betweens for segments. I'll be doing that soon when I edit this episode. Um, and just other stuff. If you want to know when new episodes are out, you can always check up on that Twitter. Just give us a follow and, you know, all that stuff, and we'll we'll be friends. Let's just be friends, guys. Anyway, thank you for listening to this extra long episode. <laughs> Hopefully you still no, we're just making us. it. We're making it longer and longer. Let's just keep but going. But just not ending it. Just, <laughs> oh, thank the, you. The never-ending podcast. Hopefully they're not too angry at us for um our picks for movies that we don't like or movies that we do. Either way, uh, thank you guys, and we will see you all, all again next week with a brand new topic and brand new movies. Thank you. All right. <laughs>